This is the Puppy Training Podcast, episode number 28, My Puppy Needs Patience. This podcast is for those looking to train their own dog, whether as a family companion, a service, or a therapy dog, and I'm here to help you every step of the way. This is the Puppy Training Podcast, and I'm your host, Amy Jensen. Hey everyone, thanks for listening today. I'm excited to be back talking about a really important topic, patience. Do you sometimes feel like your puppy lacks patience? Today I'm going to give you some tips and tricks and things that I do to help build impulse control in my puppies that I train. But first a shout out to Deb and Maria. I want to thank these two ladies for being loyal listeners to the podcast. They have both recently joined my program and I've enjoyed helping them with their dogs. So thanks for listening you guys. I've also appreciated those who have sent in questions to info at baxterandbella.com or through Instagram. I've gotten some questions via direct messages and also on Facebook. So you can find us there on social media. Feel free to reach out with your puppy training questions and I'll try to incorporate them into future podcasts. All right, so let's get to the topic of patience. I think I could use a little more patience. In fact, I will say when I started training puppies, I should have done it before I had kids. I kind of did it backwards. So my poor children, they would have had such a better, more patient mother if I'd done puppy training first. Or maybe it's just the lucky puppies that I am now patient with them, I guess. But puppy training definitely builds patience. So we know that by training our puppies, we're gaining patience on our end. But what about our dogs? So think about your puppies for just a second, because it's definitely natural dog behavior to see something that they want, and they want to get it as fast as they can. So they see something, they rush up to it, and they try to get it. If it's food, they want to eat it as fast as they can. Uh, Treats, food rewards, you'll notice this in your puppy that you you put that food reward out and they want to eat it as fast as they can. If they see a toy that they love, they want to run up to it, grab it as fast as they can. So that's just natural dog behavior. A few more examples would be your puppy jumping to say hi or pawing your hand to try to get that food reward. Maybe they push you with their nose to get what they want. Or maybe they've even started barking. Sometimes when I'm teaching puppies the stay behavior, they get impatient. And they want that treat faster than you're handing it out. So they'll let out a little bark. Like, give it to me right now. So the good news is that we can teach our puppy how to wait for things. And I feel this is one of the most important things that you can teach your puppy. So I feel like this is a really good place to focus your efforts in puppy training. And the ways that we do this are there's lots of behaviors that that incorporate this waiting and this impulse control into your puppy's life. So for example, a stay, a sit stay or a down stay. I use a wait command in my program where I draw a line with my arm and my puppy's not allowed to cross that imaginary boundary line until released. So, and I use that all of the time for many different scenarios. It's similar to a stay, except for that my puppy can move around. He just can't cross that line. So the stay, the wait, go to bed is another one that I use frequently. This, some of you refer to this as mat work or uh, place, whatever you like to call it. But basically I have a dog bed and I send my puppy to the bed. He can't get off until I release him. That builds that impulse control and that willingness to wait for something that's going to come. So he knows that by going to the bed and staying there, he's going to get paid for that behavior. And so he's willing to wait and to be patient there. Now, obviously with a brand new puppy, these times that we start these behaviors are super short. The stay is one second. The go to bed is one second. The wait is one second. And then we're releasing them and giving them a reward. And then we're simply going to expand the duration that our puppy is expected to wait in those positions before the reward comes. 
So others would be like doorways. I like to have my puppies wait at the doorway until released to walk through, or at least, you know, for my service dog puppies, I go through the door first, then my puppy can follow. But that's impulse behavior. That's impulse control. He's having to wait and pause at the doorway till I go through. Um, Sitting to say please is a very fundamental behavior that I teach all puppies who come through my program. I want them to ask politely for something. So if I have something, a toy in my hand that they want to play with, instead of them jumping at me and lunging at me trying to get the toy, because again, they saw it and they want it, so they're going to get it as fast as they can. That's the natural dog behavior. I want my puppy to learn that it's better to wait. So if he sits politely, he gets the toy. So as soon as he comes up and he sits, he's basically sitting to tell me, please throw my toy or please give me my toy. He does the good behavior. I throw the toy. So that's another good one to teach impulse control. The leave it cue is another example of ways that our puppy learns to be patient, but in a different way. He's not going to end up getting the item that he sees, but it is in a way teaching him to not rush up to something and grab it as fast as he can. We're basically asking him to see something he really wants and not go get it. So in a roundabout way, it really is teaching your puppy to be more patient and not so impulsive to grab things that we ask him to leave alone. As I was thinking about the different cues that we ask our dogs to do that teach patience, I also thought of loose leash walking. That's kind of weird. And at first I thought, well, is it or isn't it? But if you think about it, the loose leash walking, we're asking our puppy to control his impulse to rush up to something and pull on the end of the leash. Instead, he has to maintain a nice J shape, a loose leash, if we're going to continue moving forward. Otherwise, we stop. So he sees something and rushes up to it and is pulling on the end of the leash. I stop. We don't get anywhere. He doesn't get to go get what he wants. So that com- it takes self-control to be a loose leash walker. So for a dog who sees a pine cone or sees a bird or sees some trash on the side of the road and he wants to get to it, it takes impulse control to not rush up to that thing. So I thought, you know, hmm, loose leash walking even teaches patience to our puppies. So these are all wonderful things to teach your puppy and to practice so that he gets better at controlling his impulses and being more patient. All right, so I want to teach you guys a simple little game that you can play with your dogs. I like to do this with their meals. So at breakfast, at dinner time, instead of putting their kibble in a bowl, well, you can put it in a bowl, but instead of putting the bowl on the floor, I simply pick up the bowl and I'll put some food in my hand and I'll show my puppy the handful of food at his level. So if your puppy's sitting or lying down, just put it down by his nose level. And he only gets a piece of food if he'll leave my hand alone. So your puppy at the beginning is probably going to paw at your hand and lick your hand, maybe nose, you know, muzzle punch your hand with his nose, uh, just maybe even mouth your hand to try to get something. And you're going to keep that food in your hand until the second he backs off. So timing is really critical here so that he gets the concept. And in the beginning, much like we mentioned with the stays, it's going to be one split second. So as soon as that puppy takes his tongue or mouth or nose or paw off of your hand and he backs away for just even one second, I'm going to open my hand and give him a piece of food. And then I'm going to close my hand and we're going to play again. Literally, we build it so that I'm tossing the food on the floor and he's not even going for it. He's just watching it and he's waiting patiently for me to hand it to him. So again, it's not going to happen in one session. And you do start out with your food in your hand and you give it to him like one second, you know, after he's waited patiently, then you're going to build it to two seconds and then three seconds and then four seconds. And once you get to about 10 seconds, you can start adding 
more time, such as like 15 seconds, 20 seconds. Then once you get to 20, you can really start adding time because he's really starting to get the concept. So when I work with stays or wait or go to bed or some of these other impulse control behaviors, I like to get my puppy to a 20 second benchmark. That's the mark that I really feel like in his brain, he gets it. He gets the concept of waiting. And then after that 20 second benchmark, I start to add in the four D's, which are distance, duration, distraction, and difficulty. And that's when we start to lengthen and strengthen these behaviors. So a stay, my young eight week old puppy could possibly work his way up to a 20 second stay. I'm not going to be able to work an eight week old puppy up to a 20 minute stay without some serious reinforcements. And even with serious reinforcements, his attention span will be done in about a minute. So just pay attention to your puppy's age and watch his ability to succeed and go off of his successes. If he's being successful, keep trying to push him. If you push too hard and you push too fast. So let's say that you've got your puppy to a 20 second stay and the next time you push it to a minute and he just keeps failing, he keeps breaking his stay or he he just can't get that successful amount of time, I would realize that I need to back off. This is where you'll start to see that behavior where your puppy might bark at you. So if he's able to do a 20 second stay, but then you're going to push him to a minute and he just keeps like barking at you or he's, you know, moving towards you or he's lifting his paw and waving at you. That's basically his body language is saying, this is really hard for me. I'm having a hard time controlling myself and my impulse to want to just break this stay. So you need to go back in time. So that's too big of a jump for your puppy. So if he was at 20 seconds successfully, maybe 30 seconds is a good place to go next. And I would try it. If you can get four out of five successes or five out of five successes on your next try, then yeah, move on and bump it up to 40 seconds or maybe try 50 seconds at that point. Um, But if you notice that your puppy's failing, maybe you're doing, let's say you're measuring five stays and he's only getting two out of five or zero out of five, or one out of five, he just is breaking more than he's succeeding, I would definitely scale that time back so that he'll be successful. The more successes you're able to build up in your puppy, the bigger his confidence gets, and he'll keep playing the games because he's confident that he can succeed and that he'll get a reward for it. Remember that dogs only do what works for them. So if we make things too hard or we push them too fast, they're going to be like, this is not worth it. It's too hard and I can't do it. And they'll shut down. So make these things uh, possible for them. Keep them guessing. I like to mix up the time that we're going to stay. I might do a 20 second stay and then maybe do a 50 second stay and go back to a five second stay. Um, You know, I'm going to mix up what rewards I give my puppy. Maybe I'm giving him a Cheerio for that short little five second stay, but he's getting a piece of freeze dried liver for a minute stay. And he's never going to know how long he's going to wait or what treat he's going to get. That just creates drive in him to keep playing these training games with us. And then they get better and better at these behaviors. All right. So go try that game today with your puppies. Get some of their kibble. You can use other rewards as well. Hot dogs, uh, Cheerios, whatever you want to use. But I mean, it's great to use their food, right? Make them work for their food. Give them something to do. It's stimulating to them. And mental exercise is so healthy for our puppies. So play these kinds of games where you put their kibble in your hand. You hold your hand at their level. If they back off from your hand, then they get a reward. And there's different ways that you can scale this game to make it harder and harder for your puppy and to continue to teach him to have more and more patience. But that's where I want you to start today is just holding it in your hand. See if your puppy will back off and leave your hand alone. Then mark yes, and he gets a treat for it. All right, you guys, that's what I have for you today. Try it out. Let me know how it goes. And hopefully all of our puppies will be a little more patient. 
Happy training and I'll talk to you next week. If you have a question about anything you heard on this podcast or any other puppy training question, visit my site, baxterandbella.com to contact me.